I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out with Your Card Out. Let's say spooky theme that I forgot to completely mention until the end of multimedia failure. Uh, yeah, so uh, good podcasting, Jason. Anyway, um, so as you know, it's Halloween, and we decided to go with a spooky game that's not really particularly spooky. Um, I wanted to do something that I thought would be fun to do, but I, I have a thing with horror games where a lot of the soundtracks are good environmental stuff, but I have a hard time actually, like, really talking about the things, but anyway, uh, Dominic is not going to be on the podcast for a little while, he needs a break, so joining me for this episode, um, because John had been wanting to do this podcast with me for a while, but uh, this is John Lucero, uh, my co-host from Multimedia Failure, and if you've been following the site for a while, uh, he's been on a bunch of other podcasts with me. Yes, it's John Boo Sarah. Oh, one, right, Jason? there we go. Yes, yeah. Boo yeah. Sarah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know how to fuck this episode. Keep it as spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't. Uh, yeah. I, my name is not conducive to uh, one of those kind of things. Scariola. Never mind. Done. Okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> nailed it. Let's just start from scratch here. I have Jason Scariola. <laughs> so, the game we're going to be... Oh, I'm sorry, the spooky game we're going to be talking about this episode is Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Again, not particularly spooky, but, uh, you know, it at least has a little bit of roots in some horror stuff, so there's that. Yes, I love Rondo of Blood, so I was, ha- I was very happy to be on for this episode. It is my favorite Castlevania, and I think Castlevania has always been very, you know, based in very campy horror stuff with, all, with like, just a big mishmash of... In every like nineteen uh, twenties horror monster you can think of, so this is a uh, and I love talking. I love music too, so this will be fun. Yeah, this is this is a weird uh, meeting of worlds for your uh, let's say uh, hiatus laden <laughs> music podcast. Yeah, it's you know scheduling's yeah impossible. Yeah, scheduling so. scheduling's a bitch. Believe me, I yeah. you're talking to a guy who just has to give up sleep so we can schedule these podcasts because of my backwards ass yeah. schedule. So I completely understand. This will be a nice little kind of mix between that podcast and this podcast. We're we're not going to do the in depth discussions that Dominic and I normally would do because uh, without Dominic to really kind of bounce off of with the music stuff, you know, neither Dominic or neither John nor I are uh, musicians in any way, shape, or form. It is true. I I love music, but I can I'm not very technical in the way I describe and can talk about music. So yeah, so have, gonna, you, have you I'm ever played gonna... an instrument before? I've played a little guitar okay. at one point, but I have nothing to write home about. Uh, that's and I, that's it. Yeah, I've not 
never been particularly musically talented, I guess, inclined. Mm. I uh, played piano when I was a kid, and that's about it. I haven't played it in, man, it's got to be like 25 years now, so. I do love the piano. I probably would, if I go back in time, that's probably what I would have learned how to play is the piano. It's it's a beautiful instrument. It's, yeah, that's one of the things I wish I hadn't given up as a kid was the piano. I, I ended up taking, as I mentioned in the previous episode of Rocket With Your Card Up, the fourth part of Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3. Uh, you know, I did a letter in choir in high school, and again, sorry ladies, I'm taken, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I I didn't think of. Whew, is it getting hot in here? Are you, I, John? Are you getting the vapors? Are you sliding out of your chair there yet? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. What can I say? I'm just a uh, I'm just a sex machine, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you are, Jason. The sex uh, machine. Scariola. <laughs> Scariola. Please, please, please. Oh, jeez, I already fucked it up. <laughs> You came up with it and you already screwed it up. Yeah. So anyway, um, there's multiple versions of this game. Oh, the one we're going to be covering today is what I think is the just definitive version. That is the first version. And that is the one that came out on the PC Engine CD or the TurboGrafx CD uh, version. That one used CD quality audio, uh, used, utilized Redbook audio, and it also used the standard uh, PC Engine sound chip, which kind of made for a completely unique sounding soundtrack compared to a lot of games of its era. Uh, Easebook 1 and 2 kind of did the same thing. So when you listen to like PCE CD stuff, it's it's very distinct in its sound because it is using, you know, streaming Redbook audio. I believe it's streaming. God, I don't remember if Redbook or if it's Yellow Book that's the streaming. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But it's using CD quality audio to stream sounds or having it already built in. And the PC Engine also does utilize the its sound chip, which is pretty robust compared to... The NES it doesn't have the same sampling abilities that the Super Nintendo's one does, but it's basically sort of like a weird middle ground of being like hardcore chiptune stuff, but it's also way more capable than anything else that's come out since, or came out before that, basically. Even really since, not really anything else kind of used the same kind of wavelength yeah. stuff for sound creation that the PC Engine did. So it's kind of one of those systems that's just like stuck in a weird middle ground. For me, this soundtrack kind of bridges the gap between, like, the NES version and the more modern sounds of Castlevania, which are a lot more, not orchestral, but just have a lot more of that classic kind of horror, a lot of organ-laden mm-hmm. music. Yeah, and I love that. I, I love that orchestral, organ-laden stuff, but yeah. And they, you, there there definitely is that in these in these songs, but it's more, like, synthesized instead of, like, an actual organ, which you get in, like, the um, PSP version of the game, the Dracula X version. Yeah, which is actually that is the uh, Dracula X Chronicles version because the yes, Super Nintendo sorry, sorry. port is the Dracula X version. <laughs> yes, yeah, the Dracula X Chronicles version, which was the re-release for for English audiences. Right, it was the first time that it came over here. Technically, no, actually, that we, game. we we got um, Dracula X out here in the states. Okay, and I'm, I'm pretty to... sure Rondo of Blood actually came out in the states too. Got it? Or was that one of those like I don't remember off the top of my head? I thought I thought there was an import thing with those games. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But anyway, doesn't matter. It was yeah. the, the PSP release from like 2007. It's it's Sounds pretty. Right. It's yeah, something like that. Uh, which is my personal favorite uh, version of the soundtrack, um, just because it's very like I said, very orchestral. But this is this is a damn. This is still a damn good soundtrack. I'm not gonna don't don't take that away from the soundtrack just because I said that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> looking looking very very much looking forward to talking about these songs. Yeah. Uh, personally, on on my end, like I feel like the PSP version lacks a little bit of the heart, I suppose, that this one has. But again, that is a lot of my nostalgia, having grown up on Castlevania and the NES versions of it. I feel 
like I mentioned earlier, that the bridging of the gap between the two generational things, I think, is where this thing kind of hits me right in the, just right in the feels, basically. I love this soundtrack, and it is probably right up there with one of my favorite Castlevania soundtracks. Uh, three might be my favorite. I don't, I, I, man, I've always had a hard time pinning down, like, which Castlevania like soundtrack is my favorite just because they're all really, really good outside of some of the they Game Boy Advance ones because of that sound chip of the Game Boy Advance. But yeah. Yeah, this is probably my this might be in my like just top five person just like video game soundtracks in general. Like I, I really, really love this soundtrack. It's uh it's just there's just a momentum to it and we'll talk about that as we go along that I just can't it's like it's it just flows so well. But yeah, yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right, so real quick, let's run down who made this. Uh, the overall thing is uh, credited as Konami Kuheki Club, or <clears throat> Kuhika. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> I've always had a problem with this word. I used to know how to pronounce it, but it is... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to spell it out, and you guys can figure it out from there. It is K-U-E-H-I-K-A, and it is, and that basically turns out to, like, square wave. Basically, oh, cool. sort of a nice Wake little up. nod to, yeah, the wavelengths it uses, or they were using in the chiptune stuff. The composers for this were Akira so- Soji... Keizo Nakamura, Tomoko Sano, and Mikio Saito. Uh, so, so, let me see. Soji worked on Super Castlevania 4, Sparkster, Snatcher. Nakamura worked on Castlevania Chronicles and Snatcher. Sano worked on a few other titles, but nothing really of note outside of Rondo. Okay. And Saito definitely had the most notable amount of credits to his name, uh, having worked on Tecmo Bowl, the arcade versions of Ninja Gaiden and Gemini Wing, and the Master System version of Riger. Now, John, here's a little, um, let's say, Worlds Collide sort of thing with us. Um, and a nice little through line of multimedia failure. All four of them worked on Toki Meki Memorial, one of the movies we had to skip over because I couldn't find a translated version of it. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Man, now we got to go back and watch it, obviously. Uh, no, just, no, we don't. <laughs> gotta, Jason, the people have to know. We don't, we're not going to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Actually, actually, we can do that. If you go to patreon.com slash games and John and request that, <laughs> you can you can force He's Vanessa, right. John, and I to do that. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, with all that out of the way, why don't we go ahead and get on the first track here? And that is going to be The Overture. That was Overture, and this is a track that plays during the opening sequence of the game, which is a nice little anime thing. Not uh, not something you get in a whole lot of Castlevania games, although there was one in, as the series went on that did start to lean a little bit heavier on that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I feel like this is a nice little like slice of time thing, and 
it's kind of like one of those common things for the CD, like early CD systems for Japanese developers where they would put like an anime intro thing just because it's like, hey, look what we can do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then that's how we got CGI games and stuff like, or, or not C, uh, CDI games. <laughs> CGI is different. But uh, like Zelda and whatnot. Just like, look what we can do with technology. Yeah. And, uh, and now nope. it's, yeah, woo. Yeah. Not really sure Trash. if you should, but you could do it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 This. This song gives me like, and it's, it's anime mixed with like a, like a '90s sitcom opening. Yeah, like, totally. I can see like this song playing over like a bunch of like 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 all the characters like uh, Richter like turning around and smiling at the camera and like his name popping across. It's like I think <laughs> yeah. Full House crossed with anime is what I picture this song going on, and then like Dracula at the end, a special guest Dracula, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a it's a it's a really good like up upbeat track. Uh, which, oh, do you uh, mean maybe in uh, maybe in season two uh, with special guest star Alucard? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, uh, now I now I just want this show. <laughs> I don't know why we don't have this show already. It's printing money. Uh, yeah. Oh jeez. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you. You were saying like it's upbeat and. Yeah, it's it's upbeat. Uh, it's it's kind of a really good taste for what the soundtrack is gonna is gonna give you in general. Uh, a lot of. A lot of synth, a lot of keyboard, yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of percussion. This 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 is a very percussion heavy soundtrack in my opinion, and I love that. Personally. Yeah, I, I am a huge huge fan of like just well yeah. implemented percussion. Yes, and they they hit you uh, hard and fast constantly with uh, with the percussion in this in this soundtrack. One of the things I really like about the opening thing is at the very end, it just shows how fucking OP of a Belmont Richter actually is when he just basically like makes a an explosion out of a crucifix. And just oh, wipes, yes, wipes everything in his in his path. He's like, "Oh, there's more than one of you. Hold on, get fucked. Let me just power up here. Do a do a little like uh, you know power up Dragon Ball Z thing and just clean or clear the screen." Yes, uh, it's, it's very anime. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a really good opening. Absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track, and that is Bloodlines. All right, and that was Bloodlines, and that is the first stage theme. Man, I gotta say, I love the like guitar intro in this thing. Ooh, it's so good. Oh boy, oh boy, yeah. I mean, you're gonna start off a track like this, uh, just yeah. Please give me more. So, <laughs> yes, 
I I love the fuck and like I said the, this is like, like the drums I was just talking about these they're just pounding the entire time and mm-hmm. like it kind of, like feel like they're rising with your heart rate as you're listening to the song and then like just and they kind of they cut away for a second and like it's like quick little like I think it's a keyboard solo again I'm not a big instrument person <laughs> but uh, that just kind of like gives you a second to breathe in the in the in the track. But uh, yeah, it sounds. This is like the opening of the game, and it sounds yeah. like you've you've busted into this castle, and you were just here to kick some ass. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like that's that's what that's like the feeling this song gives me is and like yeah, it's this it, you're here to beat the shit out of some monsters in Dracula, and this is the perfect backdrop to that. And one of the things I really like about this one is how fluid it feels. It very much lends to that feel of Richter being more agile than, uh, you know, his uh, predecessors, basically. Yes. If you haven't played Rondo, uh, Richter is definitely more lithe than the uh, other Belmonts. He, you know, he's just more capable physically of moving around. I just feel like having this track sort of just like really sets up the tone where a lot of the other opening tracks for Castlevania games, they're always a little bit more methodical, not plotting, but they sort of set a, a little bit of a slower tone. This thing just really kind of, again, smacks you in the face right out of the gate and just kind of is like, Hey, you know, you're going to come in this, bust the door down, beat, just blow the shit out of everything in your path and just go with it, man. Just go Richter, go. It's basically the way I yes. feel. <laughs> Yeah, it's it makes that it makes it makes the first level of that game fly by, even though it's a very hard game. It is for especially you know it's an older game, just mm-hmm. in general, they're they're harder. But uh, yeah, it just yeah, it, it it makes you feel like you're right there with Richter, um, hitting those really slow moving zombies in the face when they burst into little flames. It's uh, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, like you mentioned, this is not an easy game, so it it's nice to get that feeling of confidence right out of the gate, even if you know you yes. end up dying a few times. <laughs> it's just like, yes, oh, this game's really fucking hard. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it's but you know, yeah, you, you persevere just like this track does. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is, oh God, one of these oddly titled things: Cross a Fear, Cross yeah. a Fear. Yeah, I I don't know either. So anyway, there's that, and we'll be right back.
All right, that was Cross of Fear. And this one right kind of right out of the gate, it's got the deeper tones, and it goes almost back to what I was talking about before with the older Castlevania tracks, where it feels a little bit more methodical, a little bit more plotting. I don't know, I, I like this one a lot, and the use of like just the different variations of keyboard. There's even like a segment about eh, a minute in or so, where it kind of sounds like it's a keyboard sort of doing like a guitar soul sort of thing, just like really like shredding kind mm-hmm. of in a way. Yeah, I love the do 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 at the at the at the end of each like little like section, yeah. and then like uh, it just like I don't know, it adds a little flavor to this track that uh, kind of helps it sets it apart because there's like there is like a through line with all these tracks where they kind of all sound a little similar, basically because they're all using that keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, that I th- I think mainly a keyboard makes a lot of these sounds. Um, but yeah, and like the way it's coming through there, sound to me it sounds like a synthesized like almost trumpet kind of, which is kind of cool. It's yeah. uh it's uh and at the end of this track there is a really quick little guitar solo that i love too oh yeah that, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's just it like and it's like a little wonderful little treat at the end of this song i don't know i don't i don't know why they decided that but i thought it was it, it's kind of funny too because it's very quick it's only like a few seconds long but it's really good it's just like some quick shredding guitar and uh, just like i don't know what, what do we need in this track some shredding guitar why not yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe the uh, guitarist on on hand was like hey i want something to do can i can i, can yeah. I just throw in something here cool let me just let me just go yes. hog wild for like three seconds and i'll call it good okay yes exactly this was uh sort of one of the like a filler episode of sorts for a show before it goes into syndication like hey we need 100 episodes before we can go into syndication let's uh let's just he needed uh, you know x amount of minutes played on this thing and he was like oh i need like three seconds before i break that threshold so let me just go ahead and i'll just interject here basically yeah wow <laughs> it, uh, yeah it just destroys it it's yeah. uh yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot of great use of um you know synth keyboard chimes guitar throughout this whole thing i this is another one of those that is unique to Rondo of Blood, and I just really feel it's it's a it it's a weird throwback in a sense, just because of how like kind of slower it is in certain parts, but then it keeps up with that faster tempo of a lot of the Ron or keeps up with a lot the faster stuff that Rondo is sort of known for. Yeah, exactly, and uh, but yeah, and like with a little like I said, a little bit of flavor mixed in just to make it stand out apart from its peers, and uh, it's it's also really nice uh chain from bloodlines too for like an the next level like you know like was it like you said like you're it's a bit it's a bit slower a bit more plotting because you know you came in with all this energy and now you're getting a little tired because you've been fighting a bunch of monsters for like the past however long and game time but uh yeah i like it a lot yeah all right let's go ahead and move on to the next thing i think everyone's gonna like a lot and that is this game's version of vampire killer
All right, that was Vampire Killer, and that is a track I don't think needs much of an introduction. I mean, it's one of not just the most iconic Castlevania tracks, but also one of the most iconic video game pieces of music just in general. I, you'd be hard-pressed to, like, not know this if you're into video games at all. This thing has been reused, I don't want to say to death, because it is just one of those compositions that is just almost flawless in any iteration that I've ever heard this thing. Yeah, this is my favorite Castlevania track, personally. Uh, not a, not a, you know, not a crazy statement to make. And, <laughs> Ooh, hot uh, take, John. Yeah, a real hot take, right? Uh, this is one of my favorite video game tracks in general. It's just, it's just rocks. Oh my god, the, it, it is just uh, the the opening, just like the uh, like the little ch- like a little chant going on. Yeah, it kind of gives you just, a little bit of a swelling yeah. feel. And then it just explodes yep. immediately into like just. Every instrument known to man <laughs> just comes, just, just hits you in the face. Uh, it sounds like it, it reminds. It sounds like Rocky meets Dracula to me. Like the soundtrack. Like this is like Rocky's like pump up soundtrack before he fights Dracula. Is what yeah, I, I is what I get from the song. And uh, like when, and when the coffin opens at like the minute what, what a minute oh three I think yeah, yeah mm-hmm. minute oh three. It's like that. Now it's time to fight, and that's when the track explodes again. Yeah. Um, there's incredible. There's a. There's a really incredible bass solo towards the end. But do no no no, and then followed immediately by a really awesome guitar solo, uh, which is so great. And then like the organ, like the oh keyboard god, is, the organ yeah. sound in this thing is just oh, oh. god. It <laughs> yeah. just sounds like Frankenstein is in the background, just going just like losing his mind on a keyboard. Uh, it's oh this this song is just bliss. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I man, I don't I don't like I said, I don't know if I've ever heard a bad version of this thing. I'm sure it exists, but Jesus Christ! I mean, this version in particular, it I think this is one of the first times that they ever really revisited Vampire Killer with the ability to use so much different sounds. And holy shit, they just knocked it out of the park right out of the gate, man. Yeah, I think my only thing. I think the guitar solo sounds better on the uh, PSP version, personally. Okay. Um, I think it's it's a big. It's I think it's a little longer too, actually. Um, I don't remember. I don't think. But then the set the the uh, trade off is you don't get like some of the more fun background noises. I don't think the coffin noises in the PSP version because it's more orchestral. Yeah. Instead of it's a little less playful, so you know you kind of make that trade off. but I've yeah I've never heard a bad version of this song and I don't think it's I don't think it's possible honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you know it's it's something I brought up multiple times now. But I think even if you did that um you know Peanuts Chris uh, Christmas special thing of Schroeder sitting there doing the final version of Jingle Bells that Lucy wanted him to do just the plink 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 you could do that to Vampire Killer and it would still kind of kick ass. Exactly. Yeah, and you know I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah this is definitely one of my favorite Castlevania tracks. Uh, I so I I'm right there with you. I'm a basic bitch too, man. It's all good. <laughs> It is. It is no grand statement to say that this is like one of the coolest pieces of music ever made for video games. Oh yes, it's uh, it, flawless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is Cemetery.
Alright, that was Cemetery. And, man, oh man, the driving beat on this thing is just fucking kick-ass. God, the strong percussion throughout this thing, the use of organ, I... Oh, the instrumentation choices in this thing is really cool. I... This is one of those tracks that I know... I don't know. I, I feel like it doesn't have that hook that a lot of Castlevania tracks do, or... Mm-hmm. But every time I hear this, I'm just like, I, I need to listen to this thing all the way through. Yeah, I it's a really good track. I think it's one of those that's... Um as a video game track it just sounds better with in the level itself because it doesn't have that hook you're talking about as, as, a, as a standalone song to yeah. like really sink sink your teeth into but it really sounds good when you're just playing when you're playing like it just it's really good for like a mood setter it's it's a really like subdued track compared to like the, the last few we've talked about too um it's and like there's a nice like at the 40 second mark and i think later on in the song too there's like a like a really sinister like tonal shift at one mm-hmm. point too that's yeah. really cool that I really, that I really like each time that kind of like catches your ear again and like bring brings you back for a second because I, I can get kind of in a trance at, at some parts of the song just because it's so like it's got such a rhythm and tempo to it uh, mm-hmm. like it's the same temp, sustained tempo to it but yeah it's 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 good it's a good song yeah uh boy man i tell you this like i said I, i'm i'm glad we got this soundtrack picked out because oh boy I, I i just adore this soundtrack i mean there's there's really only one thing we're skipping in this whole thing and that's just because there's not much to talk about because it's just latin chanting basically so yes yeah <laughs> it's like yeah i i i took some where i learned a little bit of latin when i was in choir and that's about uh, that's about all i can yeah. tell you about this it was it's very ominous yeah the requiem is very ominous i think is what they were going for yeah yeah <laughs> so. yeah it's i mean it's a good save thing it works very well in uh symphony of the night when they reuse it there but yeah it just did nothing much to say but anyway yeah that's yeah so that was cemetery um i kind of don't have much else to say like i said for me i like this one a lot it just i it's one of those tracks again where i feel it's worth covering even if i don't have a whole hell of a lot to say about the thing yeah i'm, in, I'm right there with you so yeah. let's go ahead and then let's move on to one of the other most iconic tracks in castlevania and that is bloody tears Well, that was Bloody Tears, one of another one of those just iconic Castlevania tracks. I love the organ in this thing, particularly the solo in the middle, even though I feel that solo kind of drags on a little too much. I feel like they could have leaned on the hooky 
iterations of Bloody Tears a little bit more, but that mm. organ kind of really fleshes out the track to, I guess, a more sustainable length than Bloody Tears is, because that is a fairly short loop when you really listen to it, but I... Just personally, again, just a personal preference, I kind of prefer the original NES version of Bloody Tears, but, I mean, this one is really, really mm-hmm. good, too. Yes. Uh, I like the opening of this track with the organ, and, yes. like, because of the Bloody Tears thing, it feels like, you know, it's kind of, the organ's kind of, like, dripping the way he's playing it. It's a really, it's a really cool sound, and then it just, the song just explodes it's with some really great drum leads and, like, just bass throughout, just pounding bass throughout the song. Um and you get like a break at like 55 seconds for a second <laughs> before it's like, and we're going and we're back. And then it just like keeps going again. It's uh, yeah, this song is fantastic. It's pure momentum. It's uh, it's it's you know, especially after coming back coming from Cemetery, which is much more subdued, like I just said, right back into this just like uh, really awesome, fantastic classic song. Yeah, Bloody Tears is you know, an iconic track for a reason. It is just a great piece of composition and there's very little you can do to screw it up. And this definitely does a good job of maintaining that heritage of just how good this track is, even though it's attached to a rather uh, game, I suppose. <laughs> and it was a two. Yeah. 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 Certainly not the strongest entry. I mean, I, how about this? We'll, we'll say Castlevania two was so far ahead of its time. It couldn't figure out what the hell it was really trying to do. <laughs> yeah. There's, there are, there are ideas there. Yep. In that game. Not very they're, well fleshed out ideas, but they're there. And how they're, they're hidden just like everything else in that game. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. Just like the graveyard duck. Quack, quack. Yeah. So God. yeah, I know. I know. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on from bloody tears onto slash.
All right, that was Slash. And, you know, I think this is as close to prog rock as Castlevania gets. It's very... Yeah, there's a lot going on in this track. Yeah, you know, honestly, like, I I like the prog rock stuff from a Toy Sakuraba a lot because it's kind of all over the place, but it's structured in a way that you can still pull it apart and you're like, oh, okay, he's leading into this, leads into this, leads into this. This one at times just kind of feels like it's all over the place, not really knowing what the hell it's going for. Yeah, it's kind of like an assault on the senses in a lot of ways because there are just so many instruments uh, fighting for attention in this song. Uh-huh. Um, I do think it manages to maintain like uh, some semblance of control to where it's an enjoyable song instead of just like feeling like pure chaos. Yeah, yeah, it's and, not a jam band track, that's for sure. Exactly, and it's the, and there's like um, there's like a nice echo effect they do at times to kind of get you, get you back for like ready for the next section of the song again and. Um, yeah, there's like this. Like, the guitar leads continue to be awesome. The piano and drums like, are just coming from all. It feels like every direction. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's the song's a lot, but it's very good still. It's like everything else in the soundtrack. And, uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I'm gonna say that about every song in the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a reason why we're it's talking like, about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's they're all good, but yeah, this one this one does toe the line a bit from. Uh, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, too much in terms of it's, they, yeah. They, yeah. So whoever, whoever's just like, whoever just said stop at one point was probably what saved this song. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is one that, and I, I this, I think this is the longest piece out of all of the original tracks that came from this game. And it is, it really does border on meandering a little bit at times. And I feel mm-hmm. like maybe cutting this thing by a minute. Cause it's about a three minute track before it loops. I think cutting this thing by a minute and maybe trimming out a little things here and there would have helped this one a little bit, but it also doesn't have that hook. Like we talked about. I mean, I know we just listened to bloody tears, which is again, one of the most iconic tracks in Castlevania. So maybe it's sort of just a unfair comparison to like, Oh, Hey, here's a really hooky ass video game track to this, which is a little bit prog rocky. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's funny that the meanest thing we can say to a song is it might be a little too much going on in the song. It's like they, they had a little, they were having a little too much fun with it on this track. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a, there's a track further down that I think they really just were having fun with that. Uh, yeah. yeah but we'll, oh. we'll, we'll get to that one when I, or the one I'm talking about anyway, when we get to it. <laughs> I feel like I have an idea what you're talking about. Yeah, we'll sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Slash is definitely like, a, it's a cool track, but I guess it, for me, it just, it lacks that hook, but Again, it just really showing these composers just kind of tearing up and keeping a very good through line of the soundtrack on the sound that they're trying to go for. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track, and that is going to be Beginning.
All right, so back to another one that, Jesus Christ, is just sort of eating its own tail with these things is beginning yeah. <laughs> from Castlevania 3. My, I don't want to say my favorite part, but it's something I really appreciate that they took the time to do is the head fake at the beginning, though, making you think, like, this is not going to be something I've heard before. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, no, no, this is this is the opening track from Castlevania 3. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this song is, it, it, it's like a slow momentum in the song. It feels like you're in the thick of it right now. And but you're like you're still charging ahead and that oh my god I think I think the drummer's trying to put a hole in this drum set in this song he's yeah. hitting it so freaking hard the entire time I love it personally I, I love it the entire time it is it might be distracting for some but he's just the, I'm pretty sure you're trying to break his drum set at some point, <laughs> at point. and uh, yeah that that. It's my, it's stuck, it stuck my head immediately as soon as it comes on. It's yeah, that's that, those those scales of notes there are just oh. phenomenal. Oh yes, it's a it's another great track on a really good album. Yep, that's for sure. Yeah. My only and yeah. I think my only complaint with this thing is about a minute into it, there's this weird little chirping sound in the background. Oh yeah, I, know I don't know what that is supposed to be adding to it i'm just like oh come on guys uh, just, uh, yeah. they got bored uh, apparently <laughs> it's like well we need to make this we need to have a flaw in here somewhere right let's just throw yeah. this in so <laughs> and you know that that sound i feel is very it sounds very early 90s and it fits into the era of course but i think it just you know looking at this thing god what 25 years out now from when it originally came out that sound hurts this one just a little bit but not enough that i'm like oh yeah this this track isn't good now i mean it's still building off the base of one of the finest video game tracks ever made and really makes good use of the um of the pc engine's hardware so i yeah i that's as close to a complaint as I can come up with is that there's a, a tiny little chirp every few seconds about a minute into it that I'm like, why the fuck is that there? But other than that, man, yeah. again, just a great rearrangement of this thing. Yeah, so it's so good. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one, and that is Picture of a Ghost Ship.
and that was Picture of a Ghost Ship. And man, I don't know. This is a weird, weird track because it feels almost tonally out of balance with the rest of the damn things we've listened to. <laughs> yeah. But it oddly still works. I I don't know. It, it's it, it's a strange thing. But again, this is another one of the things I have. It's sort of a running through line of everything we've talked about that is a original composition for this game in particular. It lacks a little bit of a memorable hook. The closest thing to a hook I really got out of this was that flute solo that gets <laughs> sprinkled in. I think if they had utilized that maybe a little bit better and with a little bit more frequency, I think it may have led to this thing having a little bit more of a hook. But every time I hear this, I'm thinking just, oh, when's that flute solo hit? Oh, there it is. Yeah, I don't. Have, I, I agree with you pretty much entirely, honestly, on this song. Um, I don't have a lot to add. Uh, it kind of sounds like like DK meets <laughs> meets Castlevania. It's like a real like jungle uh, t- like uh, rhythm to it. Yeah, that I, that's kind of it's kind of odd for a song called Ghost Ship. And then, it, but they do kind of mix in like that flute. And there's like a really nice like synthesized string section at one point that I really like too uh, in the background. And it, uh, I think, and then like this, I think there are just enough parts in this that save this track for me. It's pro- it's probably it might be my least favorite track on the on the on the album. It's up there. Um, it's still good, yeah. but it's it's just it's it's just so odd. You know, it just feels out of place. Yeah, and, and an embarrassment of riches. Saying that this is your least favorite isn't like damning this thing or anything. So yeah, absolutely not. It's like oh, this is so good. But just comparatively, it's like, oh, this isn't as good to every as everything else we've listened to. So eh, it's just one of those things where, again, I feel like it's worth highlighting, even if we don't have a whole lot to say about it. And comparatively, it's not the strongest. And I feel like the Rondo of Blood soundtrack is just basically nigh flawless at times. And I feel like that's why I basically put everything in here is for the track list outside of Requiem. Normally, I don't do this. Normally, we try to track it down to where it's like 12 tracks, but basically we're covering... 16 of the 17 things for this thing. So, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, it, it's not like I don't mind doing extended things. You know, see see the last four episodes of the show where I did four <laughs> episodes dedicated yeah. to one game. <laughs> yeah, and I listened to all of them. That's a good soundtrack for anyone that has not listened to it yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Falcom Sound Team, it's the, they're the reason, they're, that's the reason they're my favorite. They just consistently just good shit no matter what you want to do. <sighs> but anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on and let's listen to Opus. 13.
All right, that was Opus 13, and we were just kind of talking about this a little off the air in between segments here, and I feel like this is a little bit of a weird one. It, I don't know. It, <laughs> it's I like it. There's a lot of synth. Almost feels a little out of place, though, at times in the soundtrack. Its beginning is catchy, flows through nicely to the rest of the track, but doesn't have that same hooky stuff we've talked about before. As soon as it starts playing, I remember where it's going, but I have a hard time remembering it like out of context. The Castlevania 20th anniversary uh, like pre-order bonus that they gave out for Portrait of Ruin, this was one of the three tracks I highlighted on or from the Rondo's soundtrack. And again, I like this. It is just it's weird that this was one that they picked because it is I don't feel it's very indicative of what this soundtrack is. It's not. It's it's a it's a weird jam. It kind of it stands out for sure. And uh, like that, the, some of those synth solos, which kind of make it sound like a, a guy playing the losing his mind playing the trumpet, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the parts that really stick out to me for this one, it's um, yeah. I never and uh, you said I, I also never can remember remember what the song is whenever I see it. Come up, I'm like, which one is this? It's like, oh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the, yeah. And it, again, it's again, it's still it's really good. It's just nothing. It's not like. When it comes up against like these other heavy hitters in the soundtrack, it just kind of like is just another song in a way, um, with with some fun with some fun parts to it that you know when you when you hear it you're like oh yeah this is a good song yeah but yeah but it's not it's not it's not one I'm gonna go like go back to yeah you're right? not gonna actively seek this one out for no reason unlike Vampire yeah. Killer or Bloody Tears or anything exactly. like that yeah yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get that because this is one, like I said, I I'd never heard the Rondo soundtrack until I got that um, 20th anniversary thing. And I was just like, what the hell is this? This is this is a Castlevania track? I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, uh... the only explanation I can come up with for including it in that is just showing sort of the diversity of Castlevania music, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Rondo is is got some weird stuff, and I feel like it, they were taking some chances with Rondo in general. So maybe they just like all around were just like let's just go for it with this game, and uh, yeah. maybe that's what happened. And outside of one of the composers, none of these composers had worked on a Castlevania game before too. So I feel like they sort of try to do their own thing and not lean too heavily on the crutch of what's come before. You know what I mean? And I think it, I think it paid off like for them hugely in the end because this it it's definitely it still stands out today mm-hmm. as a. So. And there's some stuff that gets used in Symphony of the Night, too. So even, you know, having this sort of oddball soundtrack that is sort of like stuck in the middle of being able to use full, you know, like streaming audio or, you know, just regular CD audio and also utilizing a, you know, a wave chip that produces the sound. I don't know. It's weird that having a Michiru Yamane kind of lean back on a couple of these tracks for the for the Symphony of the Night soundtrack on in certain parts, it's like, man, that is, uh, as she, I don't know. I mean, that was not her first Castlevania game either. So I think Bloodlines was her first one. So it's oh, okay. just, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's funny. She went from, you know, Bloodlines was her first one. And I, if I'm remembering right, I think on the latest retro notes, they talked about it where the, I, one of the people that worked with her told her, it's like, Hey, you know, this game series is known for it's really good music. So you need to bring it. And that, that Bloodlines soundtrack is really good. And is, it is. it's it's weird because it's Genesis one. You're not used to hearing the you know the FM synth from a, um, a Castlevania game, and then coming to that or coming from that, and then going on to Symphony of the Night to which effectively just creates every soundtrack from or for Castlevania from then on. Basically, like every Castlevania soundtrack basically aped off of the Symphony of the Night vibe from then on in. It's like okay, that's 
that's a hell of a swing. And this, like I said, the soundtrack sort of feels like a weird, like in between of that era and the, you know, the chiptune stuff. So, and, and yeah. it, it makes, it makes sense. Cause this game is the in between of those two. It's like, this is like the la- kind of like the last of, of, of that breed of Castlevania that they ever made, honestly, like, um, until the symp- until the symphony wave took over yeah. for the most part. I, I think bloodlines in between, but whatever. I think, but, uh, um, actually I think, the Castlevania Legends was the last one of those. That was the one with a yeah. as a, a former co-host uh, Greg and I uh, coined the term. That was Mama Belmont. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was that uh, got to canonize. That was basically like uh, the end of it. Sonia Belmont and Alucard get or you know boned down, and uh, that's how the Belmont clan ends up with the uh, you know the magical abilities that they have. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. but decanonized, so whatever doesn't doesn't really matter. But yeah, I think I think that was the most recent of. This style of Castlevania games, even if um, I think Rondo's, well, not yeah, Rondo's. De- that is no hard. That is no hot take. Uh, Rondo is a vastly superior game. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think you're gonna get any people mad at us for no. saying Rondo's better than Castlevania Legends. Yeah, I mean the only <laughs> one of those Game Boy ones that I think is worth a damn is the second one, and that's even then it's kind of like eh, it's a, this is an okay entry. It I don't even think it's as good as the original. Well, I mean, never mind. The original Castlevania is like one of my favorites. I, I adore the. Yeah, that's a good game. It's, I, it's, I, I just adore the the work and that went into the design of that thing, and it just feels like, outside of a couple like really difficult sections, like that game is nearly flawless in its design. It's hard as shit, but everything that you have in your tool set is. That game is just so well designed around it. But anyway, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, you don't have to defend Castlevania to me. It's yeah. a great, it's a great game, even though it's probably, it's much older than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I was like five when that came out, so I don't yeah. feel too too bad about that for a fucking change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is Dead.
And that was Den. And let me tell you, this thing, I think, has the biggest, like, tease out of every single track we've covered. Because there's this horn synth thing at the beginning that teases a couple of notes of Vampire Killer. And I'm like, it's, no, it's not coming, god damn it. It's just that, <laughs> dude, 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 dude. Yeah. you're like, oh, and nothing. You're like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just it's just this weird thing anyway um i like this thing it's got a good full sound to it there's a scaling keyboard uh like section that starts about a minute in and it's one of my favorite parts in the track my only complaint is again with sort of the through line of a lot of the stuff we listen to is it's a little all over the place at times and doesn't have the same hooks like it for me every time i hear it i'm like oh yeah this is the one that has the three notes from vampire killer in it yeah, I I like this track a lot. I I feel like it's a nice return to form in the soundtrack after the last few like kind of like tonal shift songs we listened to. Yeah, and uh, it feels like it's a nice coming back to like the main the main through lines of all the of the of the majority of the tracks on here. Uh, the the organ leads in this song are so good. I love them so much. They're really mm-hmm. campy in a way. They're like they're, there's a, like there's a cheesiness to them. There's like you can kind of feel the fun they're having when they're playing them. That I kind of that I really enjoy. It almost harkens back to like the origins of Castlevania when they were sort of yeah. going for that universal monster thing. I mean, if you remember yeah. like the first three Castlevania games, they all start with um you know their title screen with a film strip thing basically. Exactly, and that's kind of like that's that's kind of like the feeling it invokes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there, at about fifty-seven seconds. There's a tempo shift that I really like too, and uh, and again, these drum, the relentless drums are back in full force in the song too. Uh, there's some nice shredding guitar leads, and yeah, it's a it's just a really like energetic track to that that I feel like I've I had been missing up to this point after after a few uh, oddballs, I guess, um, in between. I like I like this song a lot. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's you can say that just about everything we've covered. I mean, I think we have, and I think we've sort of uh, given that caveat that we're going to say like, hey, we like everything we're covering today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yes, yeah. we do. It's, it's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's just how it is. And it, I, I mean, this is something we implemented very early on in this podcast. Um, Dominic and I decided, you know, if there's a track we don't like, we're not going to cover it because it it's not really fun to shit on things. It's very easy to shit on things, especially like you know, for me, like. Oh, yeah, I, I can say that this isn't good, but I've never created a piece of music in my life. So it's like, what the why am I going to take the time to shit on somebody who's doing this for a living and makes all this music? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, well, this one sucks. So there it, it, I I started this podcast to highlight stuff I liked, not really dump on stuff. I don't. It's yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oh, so I think that will wrap it up on Den. So let's go ahead. We are on the uh, downhill slope of this one. So let's go ahead and start with. Dancing in a Phantasmic Hell, or I'm sorry, not in a, Dancing in Phantasmic Hell. (laughs) Hell of a title. Oh, jeez.
And that was Dancing in Phantasmic Hell. And that is the boss theme. And man, it does a really good job of setting that mood. And also, uh, John and I just were talking about this. It definitely triggers something in our brains because when you hear this, you're like, boss fight, shit. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the Grim Reaper boss fight. It's a good... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't I remember. I think it's the Grim Reaper on the boat, but... I don't quite remember. I just know it's a boss fight. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it it's got a good intensity to it and it moves at a decent pace which I appreciate and I think it's a really good like boss fight music thing because it's intense and it's also slow enough that it kind of allows for a methodical like play giving you the ability to like get pattern recognition down for the yeah. boss you're fighting because there's been some bosses I oh got I think I, I think it's the second phase of the Sigma fight in Mega Man X, which is that like shredding, like it makes it really hard to kind of concentrate and yeah. be slow. You want to match that tone, and this is good for kind of slowing you down. Like, okay, I've got to watch what I'm doing, otherwise I'm gonna get taken down. Yeah, it's operatic but methodical. It's uh, it and it like it kind of it kind of settles in the background like like you're saying of, of the of the level so you can really like hone in because this is a hard if, if it's the right if it's the boss fight i'm thinking of it's a hard ass boss fight um and it's yeah I, I it's not necessarily a song i listen to by itself but i think for what it it was designed for i think it's perfectly designed for uh where it where it falls in the actual game itself and uh you know, not every not every song on a video, on a video game soundtrack is going to necessarily be for you know listening outside of the of the piece. Which I would not. I don't think I would put this song on uh, by itself ever. But uh, it's still really good. Yeah, yeah. It it fits exactly what it's supposed to be doing, and that's a lot of thing. A lot of times, like I have to think, like you know, contextually, a lot of these tracks are not meant to be listened to outside of the game, and then you listen to them and you take them into context, and you're like, oh no, this is perfect. This is this does exactly what it's supposed to be doing. It's setting out to do what it was created to do. And this is one of those that, yeah, it's not the greatest thing to listen to because it's a little bit loopy and yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I really like this one for what it does, even if it's again, not something I'm going to play on its own. Yeah, exactly. All right. And uh, here's another one. We're probably going to come into that same, uh, same area and that is <laughs> illusionary dance. So yes. yeah, there's that. And we'll be right back.
All right, and that was Illusionary Dance. So even if you've never played Rondo of Blood, and if you play Symphony of the Night, you've heard this. This is the thing that plays when you're fighting Dracula. I just, God, this thing is so intense. Great use of organ. The percussion in this thing is just on, just, oh, God damn. It is on something fierce, man. I love it. And, of course, this is me putting it into context, uh, you know, that I have to base myself in having played this and Symphony of the Night. But it's got a, like, really sinister and oppressive feel to it, too. Yeah. And, like, and like the it's so, like, oppressive. It's almost exhausting in, like, the like just how, how much it hits you with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it kind of sounds like the end of, like, this journey you're taking, which is good because it is. Yeah. But uh, it's the last leg of this, of this fight. It sounds like you're walking up the world's longest staircase, kind of. It just feels like, um, like you have a hard task in front of you. And it's it's perfect for you know fighting the last boss of this game, who essentially you don't actually beat. Um, and uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's tech, this is technically a prequel to or the first one, I guess not not a prequel. Came out first, the, the first part of Symphony of the Night. Uh, yeah, it's re- it's really good. Again, I don't know if I listen, not one I listen to on its own, but for where it, what what it's supposed to do, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. It is one of those tracks that is just ingrained in my psyche just from how many times I played Symphony of the Night back in the day. And then I, you know, having played Rondo of Blood through with, a, you know, Safe State Help uh, to completion, it's just like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, because in the Symphony of the Night version, that fight is ridiculously easy because you are not meant to lose that fight if you fail. Um, what's her name? Maria, right? Yes. Yeah, Maria comes in, basically saves you, and makes you invincible through the rest of that fight. So you're like, okay, I, you can't lose that. So you're going to hear this thing through. But there is no guarantee of that in Rondo. Rondo, there is a very good chance you are going to get your ass handed to you by Dracula, because everything in this game is trying to hand you your ass. And um, just about everything in this thing can succeed pretty well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this game is a real test of skill. And yeah. Yeah, Ugh, yeah it, it's not a, yeah, it's in by no means a cakewalk. But it's it's worth it. It's very good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and let's move on to March of the Holy Man.
Alright, that was March of the Holy Man, and that is the ending credits music, so we're nearly at the end here. Anyway, good stuff. Reeks of the early 90s, though, and, you know, you mentioned this off the air, too. Goes, or It's got that snare drum that really lends into that, like, marching victory sound. And about halfway through, a little bit more than halfway through, it goes to this, like, weird, like, elated, breezy vibe to it. It's... That part of that track almost makes me think more anime than video game. Mm-hmm. It's it's really weird. I, I like this track a lot. It's catchy, but it is definitely early 90s as fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do think it sounds kind of like tired but triumphant, kind of like how you're like, you know, Richter probably would Dra- feel. Yeah. yeah, Richter killed Dracula. It feels like he's walking back through the castle past all the things he murdered <laughs> and uh, just tired, just very tired. Uh, yeah, that the snare drum is just like it's just relentless, you know. And uh, it, yeah, it's very it's very good uh, in credits music. It's uh, it is what it is. Yeah, hey, Greg, I think the only thing that you really see in the ending credits thing is just Richter riding on a horse as the credits uh, kind of scroll through. So I don't yeah. remember if there's a, any kind of stinger at the end, but yeah, it's I don't remember either. Yeah, it does really well. I mean, yeah. It, this is one of those things that, like, once you beat, uh, you beat it, you kind of, you actually, whatever you're playing, you put it down. And you're like, oh, thank God, oh, jeez, my hands. Yes, yeah, I, oh, I did it, I did it. <laughs> I think the first time I beat this, I was just like, fuck, I did it. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was right there with you. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on to Maria or Mary Samba. All right, that was Maria, Mary, Samba. It gets translated in multiple ways, so we'll just go with Maria because I think that's her canonical name at this point. But anyway, I have no idea when the hell this thing plays. It's weird. <laughs> it feels like the composers were wanting to kind of blow off a little steam, do a little bit of a cool down after this like epic brooding, uh, just smacking you in the face soundtrack they composed for Rondo and just were like, hey, let's just make something kind of breezy and whatever the fuck. And I don't know what the fuck is with that whistle. That is just early nineties of shits. I just, this song is so weird, but I like it. Cause it just like 
so in contrast to everything else on this soundtrack. It's like, what in the hell were they doing? It yeah, had, this, this had to be a blow-off sort of track. Like, hey, we need something that doesn't make you want to, like, go beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, it's like, it's just a weird, like, breath of fresh air in a soundtrack that's super intense. Otherwise, it's just because in that, it gives me, like, Mario Sunshine or Odyssey vibes at times. Like, I could see, like, Mario running around Delfino Island to this song and uh which kind of which is hilarious to me uh it's so i just uh, it's yeah i, I don't know it's just, i don't know i don't know it's a it's it's good actually it's just weird yeah my brain went right to uh what is it costa del sol with final fantasy 7 when i when i heard this i was like what oh, okay the fuck? yeah <laughs> I went right to Sunshine, which is a broken because I hate Sunshine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's because it's not a good game. So that, yeah. I mean, there's perfectly uh, good reasons to hate it. Then I went to Odyssey, and that was uh, it. Felt better. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't hate that game. So yes, yeah. Again, weird, weird track. But I think it was kind of a just weird, like, hey, let's make something that doesn't just make you want to beat the shit out of something constantly when you're listening to it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And speaking of beating the shit out of something constantly, let's go with one more track, and that was one I found as a late addition, and that is the last track on the soundtrack, and that is Cross Your Heart. It's got multiple translations, but I'm just going to go with Cross Your Heart.
All right, and that was Cross Your Heart. Uh, a little bit of a last-second edition, a little behind-the-scenes here thing uh, on the on the podcast because I just <laughs> found this uh, last minute. I was like, oh wait, because I was on a Castlevania wiki wiki page. I was like, oh shit, wait, there's one more one more thing, and I listened to it. And I was like, oh yeah, we got to throw this in. And I love this thing. It's a rearrangement of a track from Haunted Castle, which is the arcade version of Castlevania. Oh boy, man. I, this thing, like killer guitar, this weird like sitar sounding thing. Yes, really good use of you know synthesized strings. I, man, it, this is just a great, great rearrangement of this track. I love this thing. It's a little. I, I can understand it, like for people of a certain taste, which are not mine, which is um, we'll say most people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this track might be a little much to their ears, but I, for yeah. the type of stuff I enjoy, I really like this thing. Yeah, I do like the, it's got the kind of a vampire killer esque uh, ominous opening before it like explodes at you again, like mm-hmm. like every like most songs do. Um, it it kind of sounds like vampire killers like um, twin bro- like a weird twin brother um, in some in some ways in some of its structure. I do like the the like bass and like a little bit of bass and I got a don't yeah. don't uh, occasionally just like just slipped in there because we need to add one more instrument to this fucking mix yeah. and uh yeah it's like hey what instrument do we have laying around oh wait we haven't used that yeah. yet let's throw it in yeah it's uh it's a it's a it's a lot <laughs> the track is a lot to, t- to take in uh, especially for someone who isn't necessarily great at picking out instruments um uh but it's still really good <laughs> just like everything else <laughs> yep well, and that'll wrap up the uh, Rondo of Blood. So we hope you enjoyed our spooky episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, uh, yeah, that was, jeez. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, listeners, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> appreciate you guys listening. Like I mentioned, Dominic's going to be off for a while. I don't know really going forward how often he'll be on. He wants to be on still, but his microphone did cut out today. So he had to back out of this recording session and he does want to back off a little bit more so he can start working on his own music again. So I, I totally can appreciate that. So, Rocket with your card. It will continue on its regular schedule. I will get these episodes out by myself. That won't be a problem. I, I don't have a problem doing the podcast by myself. I did the first one by myself. I've done a couple episodes in between there by myself. I I will make this thing continue because this, for me, feels like the real joy of me finally feeling comfortable with myself and talking about like video game stuff. And I was like, you know, I want to talk more about music because in the, you know, long retired podcast now with the thing's been retired for over a year now, if you believe that, John, um, God, has it been a, it has been a year. Yeah. 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 Um, Jeez. I, I was constantly putting in just music. I was looking for any excuse to put in video game music into a lot of these things. And this is just perfect. Like just me having the outlet to talk about video games. I was like, Hey, you know, I record all the podcasts. I edit all the podcasts. Why don't I just, make a video game music podcast instead of just throwing into this thing that I'm kind of floundering with. So yeah, this is uh this is done remarkably well, I feel. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a good listen. I've enjoyed listening to it here now and then and maybe I'll pop on a little more often here every everyone or every once in a while to talk about some stuff that I like too. Yeah, when but. yeah, when the not need arises, but when the time's convenience and you have something you want to talk about and I'm sort of in the mood for that, we can we can definitely have you back on. I do I do want to start getting more I I don't want to say changing the show a little bit, but I do want to start having like interviews with composers on a little bit more often too. That's something I want to start doing. I've reached out to a couple people and sometimes that doesn't work out because I don't know. Anyway, 
<laughs> but uh, you know, I've got some friends that I definitely want to talk to again. And uh, you know, Megan's make or you know, Megan Carnes, the composer for our theme song for Multimedia Failure. Uh, you know, she's in the middle of kick or not kickstarting. Uh, she doesn't like Kickstarter now because of uh, some things that have gone on with Kickstarter. But uh, she's using something there. I forget what it is. Uh, whatever it is. Anyway, I even backed her on <laughs> it. And I don't remember off the top of my head what the hell it is. So yeah. Anyway, is it is it big? No, it's not fake. Uh, it is. Good. It's good. It's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so that'll wrap up this episode of Rocket the Card Out. I've said that three times now. Uh, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, that is at Jason Ariola. If you want to follow the podcast, that is at RobicoPod. That is R-O-W-Y-C-O podcast. And if you want to follow John, that is John Lucero 777. And we mentioned, uh, you know, at the top of the show, but if you happen to listen to this and don't listen to the other podcast John and I do, that is with our friend Vanessa Cahill. And we watch, she's nearly, let's, let's say we're going to go with wait, wait good 90 something percent ratio of every video game movie that's ever been made in mostly chronological order and then rank them against each other arbitrarily and that has been a very trying thing uh vanessa oh vanessa's even changed her uh, twitter bio to one of three grumpy hosts of multimedia failure <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, we, a, it's a great time every time. Yeah, it is. It, it is at the same time a, um, let's say, a thing I feel I'm that is slowly killing me. Also, something I really enjoy doing. So it, it's just this weird thing of like, it's maybe it's got to balance itself out, right? Because I'm enjoying it. But at the same time, it feels like it's slowly like sucking my soul dry. <laughs> exactly yeah it's it's a weird balancing act of that so anyway if you want to help us on patreon you can go to patreon.com slash games and junk and over there you will get the bonus episodes of rock out with your card out which are the episodes that i will do on our off weeks you will get a bonus segment on multimedia failure and if you want to check out what that bonus segment is like go check out pokemon forever because i feel that is definitely one of our strongest and i wanted to put it out there i'm also very proud of the music selection i did at the end of oh, that one Jesus. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so if you're into a spooky pokemon music uh that's the that's the episode to go to yeah, so. i do i do recommend that episode too it's one of my favorites that we've done and also uh again one of the episodes that are the spooky episode that i failed to mention that was spooky until the very end of the episode of multimedia failure is will will be out the day before this one and that is Resident Evil, so yeah, I, I do, I do beseech you to check that out because that was another good one. Yeah, that and was a good podcast. <laughs> I feel like we're finally kind of hitting our stride on that podcast, and like in the last like ten episodes, I feel like we've really kind of settled into like, okay, this is what this podcast is now. Yeah, and uh, it's it's been fun, especially because it has to be otherwise. Yeah, because everything else about it is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the viewing material, save for a couple of or a couple of uh, things we watch here and there, have been mm, let's say trying at best so yeah uh so much so that the next uh tomb raider episode we're doing uh vanessa's taking over hosting duties because i i i cannot with that movie i just i cannot <laughs> so <laughs> but anyway thanks for coming on john i appreciate you having on here to bounce off of uh one of my favorite castlevania soundtracks i had a great time talking about one of my, my i talked about my favorite castlevania soundtrack it's uh it was a good time all right well until next time guys we appreciate you listening and I guess that's everything. I don't have a uh, quippy ending for this one. So, yeah. Boo. Yeah, boo. <laughs> so, from uh, John Boo, Sarah, and Jason Scariola, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Great. I knew that groove was in your heart.